there's something that was showing up. Uh, hi, good morning. How are you, Danielle? I'm so glad that you're here. I am so excited to welcome you to Opportunity Knocks and uh, that people get to hear your story. It's super inspiring. And um, just for the audience, so that everybody knows what we're here for. So every week on uh, Empower LA, we have a series called Opportunity Knocks, where we welcome a different female entrepreneur to talk about opportunities, just that. It's how we make them, create them, take them, and evaluate them that makes the difference in this world and in this life. So today I'm excited. Oh yeah. I'm excited <laughs> to welcome Danielle, who is the co-founder of Top the Organic Project, which is a an amazing state-of-the-art line that is organic feminine care products. Imagine that, my friends. <laughs> You know that I'm all about clean and I'm so excited to welcome her because she's going to educate us. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, you know, honestly, always an opportunity to be able to share, you know, just our sort of our path, our journey um, and where we're at, but love being able to like what you're, you know, just how you, what your focus is and empowering women, I think uh, is so aligned with, uh, with what we do every day. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I, I would love to actually start by saying that, you know, what's so interesting about social media and um, different platforms is how it brings amazing women together. Yes. And by simply the power of meeting a woman who DM me on Instagram, Amy Hedges, who actually was doing the Nourish Girls Project, she got on the yep. phone with me and she said, oh my God, you need to meet my friend Danielle. She is mm -hmm. just like you. And so I felt really lucky that when we did connect that it was an immediate um, connection. Yeah. And I, I do see so much of what you did in your prior life and your energy, yes. I really relate to. So yeah. um, it, well, it was and a I, true connection. Yeah. And I love that. No, but I think that's right now there is, we're like in this pivotal time for women. And I think that there is this amazing thing and whether it's because of COVID and I think we're all craving these connections with women. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's been mind blowing to us. And, you know, whether it's because of the business that we're now into, but it's this constant connection between, you know, Hey, let me introduce you to this. Hey, why don't you talk to this person? And every time it's like, we're learning from other folks. This has probably been the part that we have enjoyed the most mm -hmm. because it's allowed us to see different 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 sides of business but also the the flip side of us being in COVID right now is a lot of this we've never had these opportunities before yeah and now so we do mm -hmm. it's it, it almost it tore down barriers or borders yes. even like through states yes. through the world by the way but but in addition I feel like it it also it really gave us time. It like gave us a gift of time to be like, well, who is this person? Okay, sure. Why not? Yeah. I'll talk to her. Who cares? Yeah. You know, I mean, and for me, I think, I think I'm like you, we are all about connecting with people and helping people grow and see them successful. So this is just another extension. Of yeah. That. yeah. So um, I'd love to start by actually having the audience, you know, there's a lot of mothers out there in the audience and there's a lot of young girls. It's kind of interesting. I span the the generations, which is nice. Um, I'd love them to hear a little bit about your background and yeah. how you started and then how did Top come about? Yeah, yeah. So I, I actually started, I, Top is my part two in my career. 
um, and really in my life. Um, I grew up in Rhode Island, um, went to college in upstate New York, met my, my college, my college sweetheart is now my husband, um, and we moved to New York. And I went to New York um, to work in fashion. Uh, and so spent almost 20 years in fashion. I went through Ann Taylor. I was there for actually 12 years, went through their training program. And through that time, I got to have all this different experience, which was actually pretty amazing. I was taken under probably about three or four years in, taken under the wing from the president. And she kind of just groomed me through um, growing up at, at, during this time. And this was a time when, you know, if you think also Ann Taylor in that day, like this was the power woman, like we were wearing suits, like it was suits every day to work. Like it was crazy in the beginning. Um, but this was also a time where the majority of the, the women that I was surrounded with were these working moms and they were these powerhouses. And I looked up to these women as these incredible role models. And so that those 12 years were so formative to me. And you think of now, especially a lot of the generations now is nobody spends time 12 years at a, at a company. Absolutely. And there were moments that I was, you know, wanted to leave and go see other things, but like they kept creating opportunities for me within. So spent there, went into the recession, lost my job. They got rid of all of our- something like just to yeah. interject there. I think that's yeah. something also is that we were groomed back then. It was more oh, like yeah. when your boss actually saw an opportunity for you to learn something different, even if it was yep. something you didn't want to do. Oh, uh, like, yes, constant. <laughs> exactly. If they saw- growth potential in you. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, obviously that's the reason why you were given that opportunity. Yeah. Now Which, it doesn't work that way. They don't wait for that. No, no. And, and it's, you know, and I think what I learned early on, and I still always like, always remember this one manager, this Janet Marino, and I was an assistant and this associate had come in and I was like, I deserve that job. And she's mm-hmm. like, no, not yet. You keep working hard. And those words stuck with me for so much. And that was always now, like I say that to, you know, anybody young who's, who's come to work is like, you've got to put your time in. And that was her saying to me then like, yeah, you might be ready for it, but you're not ready. Like you've got to keep working. And so I, that was just one thing, like, I, like, it just was like, still sticks to me with, with me every single day. But so then from, from Anne, um, during the recession, I lost my job. So they eliminated all the vice presidents in the company. I got a great severance package, but here I was, didn't know anything else, like pounding the pavement, like going to look yeah. for a job. And this president, um, Adrian Lazarus, she took me out to lunch and she's like, Danielle, stop what you're doing. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I got to go find a job. She's like, no, you've got a baby at home. You've never had this opportunity before. I'm telling you right now, stay home and enjoy it. You've got an amazing reputation. You'll find it next. And so I didn't know any different here. I was like, you know, it was just over 30 and like, didn't like just really was like, Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. And listen to her. And the other thing she also said, she's like, I know you want to have a second kid. So go get pregnant, which within a month I was pregnant within a month I was pregnant. Oh my gosh. Um, So funny. Yes. So so anyway, women, Yes. So, but I took a year and a half off. It was great for me to have that experience at home and be with the kids made me also recognize that I am really good as a working mom. Um, and really knew that I always wanted to go back and the the kids were babies at this point. So from there, very fortunate all through connections. And that's why, again, I rely on so much on connections through connections ended up at coach. And so I was there for about a year and a half. And in that time, what I had missed and craved so much about what was great about the Ann Taylor days was it was really about, you could kind of reach your arm over into other areas. You could experience different things. A coach, like you were in your, in your box. Like you didn't step out of your box. You work on this together. Like, 
it was really siloed. And I just, I almost felt, I, I felt outside of my, you know, my being and like where I could yeah. actually really give them, um, tap into my strengths. Exactly. So here I am, I'm a Leo. So I'm a total loyal, like a loyalist. And so I get a call from Kate Spade and they're like, Hey, listen, come, come, come in. Uh, we'd love to talk to you. And I was like, I, 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 I'm here. I've only been here just less, just over a year. Like I'm good. And they're like, no, no, come talk to us. They kept calling and calling and calling. And so finally I went and I, everything from my early days at Anne, totally different businesses, but one, I am a people person. So if something resonates with me and that's honestly, that's a lot of my decision-making is like, uh, it's how, how, how I feel about the people that I'm sitting with, are they connecting? Um, and yeah. it was immediate. I mean, I fell in love with every single, oh, it was unbelievable. Um, and I also, it was a brand that I had, I, I had remembered, like, I remember carrying that bag in college. Like exactly. that was my bag. Like that we all like, saved all of our money. Exactly. The big nylon, yes, like the tote, like we all had it. And so we all wanted just, it. everything, yes. So everything about it was, you know, so it, I made this decision and I moved. And I think the biggest thing is the craziest part of it all is they were bringing me in for the vice president of international. Mm-hmm. I didn't have one day of international experience in my, in, 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 in my resume. And I kept like wondering, I'm like, what are they doing? Why are they bringing me in to do this? And the biggest part was because what they saw in me, so this was probably like such a pivotal moment for me. And now when I look back, like they saw something in me that I didn't quite see at that point. Mm, I understand that. And what was, what was incredible was, you know, what they did see from my and days, like what I did there is I grew businesses. I constantly, everywhere I went in and I grew a business. Um, and even a coach, like I found like a business in there, like let me find the green shoots and I'll grow it. Mm-hmm. So what they needed is we were expanding internationally. Like we were blowing up internationally. And so they needed me as a strong merchant to then bring consistency to the different international countries, but also figure out, because I'm, I'm I'm an obsessor of, of customer. Yes. Obsessed with customer. And so it was, you still then had to figure out the cultural differences of certain countries, international marketing, every customer. So yes. So every, everywhere you go, like, okay, so we're talking about, yes, we're going down to, we're going down to Dubai. Like, what do you have to have there? What do you have to have in Kuwait versus what do you have to have in China? Like all the differences. And so it was that part where they, they saw me that I could think about all those things strategically, which was incredible. But what it did is it put me so out of my comfort zone in such a good way because it forced me to one, create an amazing cohort, cohort around me of my peers, um, leaning into, and that's all we did. This like our executive team, like we leaned into each other all the time, but, but we were like drinking from the firing hose. Like it, we were going so fast that our CEO, he really, he encouraged smart risk-taking. Mm-hmm. And so he really did push us like you had to, we had to, there was no, there was no, we didn't really have a choice. Um, but the other part that I loved so much about those times too, was that it was such a curious bunch. Everyone was like learning and curious. Like that's just part of like, you know, there's actually a quote, like one of the, one of the quote, well, also one of the, the Kate quotes is like, be curious. Mm -hmm. And that was, that's who we were. And so I'm a learner. I love to learn. And so that was part of like the, just the creation of like during that time. So Kate was just love a challenge. Like it, yes. it seems like every business that you've taken on from, you know, the and date yeah. to yeah. even now, it seems yeah. like challenge is something that it, it excites you. Yes. Totally. Absolutely. Um, and so spent about two years there doing the international side of the business and then 
I kind of put my hand up and I was, I was on the road every six to eight weeks, like over two weeks at a time. And it was my kids, they were little. So when, when I started at Kate, my daughter was two and a half years old. Um, and I was on the road all the time. And so two years in, I like raised my hand. I was like, I, I, I don't think I can do this anymore. Yeah. Um, you were actually raising your hand. I, and which was scary because I was yes. like, all right, what, what else is going to be there for me? But I had an amazing relationship with the head of HR. And she was like, listen, we actually never really intended for you to be there long-term. And I was like, well, hey, why didn't, <laughs> never anyone clue me? Why didn't you clue me in in the beginning? Like I, I would, maybe I would have like been able to like go do a little longer. She goes, no, seriously. She goes, we weren't quite ready for the role that we needed you in North America. We didn't like, there just hadn't been enough scale. Um, and so then they moved me the over to- HR comes out with that. Oh, like, yes. I, I was like, that. okay. And I love her. Like she, I really, she's like one of my, like a, like a near and dear friend now. Um, but anyway, so they then moved me over to, to North America, grew, like grew that business and came to an inflection point in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband's an attorney and he just, he, he raised his hand and New York city entertainment attorney was like, I can't do this anymore. Wow. I don't see any end in sight. Like, what does this mean to us? Like, I'm not the dad I want to be like all of those factors. And so I said, well, listen, we'll figure it out. Like, we'll figure this out. You know, I, my job can sort of move to different places and, the president who took me out to lunch when I lost my job at, um, at Ann, she, I had dinner with her and she's like, we'll, we'll figure something out here in New York. And I was like, no, Adrian, I'm, I'm leaving. Like I'm, I'm looking to leave the real. New York area. Yes. And so she kept being like, no, no, no. Like we'll figure something. So finally at the, like towards, as we're eating dinner, she goes, listen, I just had dinner a couple of nights ago with somebody we used to work with years ago at Ann Taylor. And she said, she's looking for a chief merchant. Mm. And, and that was for me to then move up to Talbot's. And so it afforded both uh, from a personal standpoint that we were able to move our family to Providence, which is where I grew up. Um, so I got to be close to my parents. My parents were two, two miles down the road to me. I'm super like close with family. So that was super important. The kids, both of my kids are dyslexic and there's a private school That's here in Providence true. that is amazing. And so it, it's, it's, it's a school within school. It's actually the high school. I went there for high school, but in the, at that point, they didn't have the, this other school. Um, so it's a school within a school. So there were like all these personal factors. And I was like, we're doing it. We're going up. I'm going to take the job. And so for three years, I commuted up to outside of Boston, which was crazy. Left the house every morning at about 5, 30, 6 o'clock. Didn't go home until like 8, 30, 9 o'clock. And I came to this point in my career that here I was. My tw- if I looked back to my 24-year-old self, that was my dream job. I wanted that job so badly and I worked so hard to get there and here I was sitting in it and I wasn't feeling fulfilled. It wasn't the environment also, like this was not an innovative environment. This was not a risk-taking environment here. I was coming from my days, my incredible days of, of, you know, of Kate Spade and even, even the and days. And I was missing, I was like, I'm not learning anymore. Mm. And the thought too, is like, they were grooming me for the next role. And I was like, Okay. Yes. So all of, the, after, all of those overwhelming emotions of misalignment. Yes. yes. So it came to this point, like, oh my goodness, what have I done? I've moved my family outside of New York. We've moved ourselves up here. You know, personally, everything was like, it was very good. Mm-hmm. But professionally, I was like, oh my God, I'm not, I'm feeling empty. Mm-hmm. And then it was a little bit of a, just not a great, it was a little bit of a toxic environment. And so my husband, he actually like, he then says to me, he's like, we're done you're done. This is not healthy. You're a shell of yourself. Like this is not what we, you know, this is not what we signed up for. I love the, um, the common, the, the thread of the two of you coming together to have this discussion. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Counts. 
yeah, he is. Okay. He is. Yeah, he's he's he has been a cheerleader since the day we met, um, and we both both ways, which has been incredible. But so I left. I left. I walked out with no job, nothing in sight. And I go back to, and I'm a big believer. I always say this: we'll figure it out mm-hmm. because Absolutely. we really, truly will. And it's not like you know, I, I was the breadwinner, so here was like we got kids in private school, like you know, house and all these things, like. What, what are we going to do? Um, but really it was, I remember sleepless nights after I had left, like figuring out like, okay, do I want to stay in this industry? Like, is this where I want to be? Am I feeling fulfilled? And every time, like three o'clock in the morning, I'd be writing my lists of like, here are the companies that are in the area. Like, here's what, here's what interests me here. And I had to almost like pull out all my experiences from the other jobs and say, okay, what did I love the most? Mm-hmm. And everything kept going back to building business. And so when I was looking at businesses, I kept being like, Oh, okay. There's a couple of these startups. Like that sounds interesting. So here's where life happens. It's like, you know, everything, you know, it just intersected. I was making my list. I had it. It was startups, but it is like, it is, it's the intersection of everything, which is just amazing. And so my cousin, who I do my business with, who is honestly like, she is my rock. Um, So I'm Sullivan. Okay. So she's, she, she's just, she's, we are, we're like, two, two, one head and two bodies, like truly, like I could not imagine doing this without her. Um, and so we came together over lunch. She had, she was also at a crossroads a year prior to that. She had been let go from Nestle. So she was at Coke, Pepsi, Nestle. So she was an executive and they're like, Hey, you've got the decision. You moved your family to Chicago or to DC. She's like, well, no, I live here. So what's my decision here? And they're like, no, no, that's where you're going. Um, and she's like, I'm not, I'm not moving my family. Like, this is where we're established. I'm not doing this. I see the people like, you know, all around me doing this. She's like, but I'm not going to do it. So she was at this point. So she was coming up on just over a year of being out. And so her mind was already like turning. Yeah. Yes. And her daughter is a little bit older than my daughter. So we've got Josie is her daughter and my daughter is Reese. And Josie was just coming of age to get her period. And so we're talking like, we've got to like, we've grew up, we've grew up total hippie families. And here's, here's, here we are, like we're chit-chatting and she's like, Hey, so I've been thinking about tampons. I'm like, what are you thinking about tampons? She goes, what do you use? I said, I use Tampax. And she's like, exactly. She goes, Danielle, you, everything in your house is organic and you're still using organic. I mean, you're still using regular tampons. And I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. everything else, like changed all my skincare, changed my hair, everything in our house. And so we started doing all of this research and really digging in. And we kept thinking about our girls too, mm-hmm. that what is out there for them. And so we started to like, you know, see what else was on the shelf and nothing spoke was there to anything? us. As- I was just wondering. There's so at that time, so at that time we had started, so natural care was one. Mm-hmm. They've been around for 30 years. Um, and so they were always like the, the you know, she, this, the woman who started like truly the leader in this space. Um, but there's, it, there's, was no, I wouldn't say that I, it wasn't a story. There wasn't that emotional connection of what it was. She had a great product. Yes. But then while we were launching around the same time, Lola was, was, was starting to grow. And so was Cora. So those were really the two that were out there. Um, and so at that point, we're like, all right, there's nobody talking to us. So we've got to figure out our space as moms going after these with these Gen Z daughters. Um, and so as we started to build it, we recognized there were very distinct issues within feminine care. Number one yeah. was, I, oh, I love it. There's love nothing better. Love yeah. I, I have my dog, I have my dog here. So he may, he may, like you may see him pop up. I love it. <laughs> um, 
But the first one was just transparency. So it was like, number one is that what was in the traditional products, you actually don't know what's in the traditional products. Yeah. They don't have to disclose what the ingredients are because it's a medical device. Mm-hmm. And so to us, we were like, Wait, we've been putting this inside of our body for years. Like, what do you mean? We don't know what's inside it, what's in it. I didn't know it was considered a medical device. That's interesting. Hmm, fascinating. Yeah. Yep. yep. So no, so you don't around things. Yes, it is. So yes. So, so, so no, that was number one. We're like, okay, transparency, like it should be one ingredient cotton, like that's it organic cotton. So that was the first part of our, and that was the first pillar. Second was we really dug in. The environmental issue was massive. 20 billion period products end up in landfills every single year, every single year. And so, and it's all plastic. So we're like, holy, like, and here we are again, our lifestyles, like we were said with all those things that we've changed in our life. And there, this is, this is a leading contributor of, of plastic waste. So we're like, okay, there's, we've got to do something about this. And then the last was, which hit home to us so much because initially when we had heard about period poverty, we're thinking of third world countries. We're thinking of India. We're thinking of developing countries, Africa. It's here in the United States. And so one in five women or girls experience some level of period poverty that they can't go to work. They can't go to school. And we think of our girls, the thought of our daughters and their friends missing 20% of their education. We were like, oh my goodness. And so that just hit it to like, as we built out what our three pillars were, like that became one that was very important to us because we did want to make sure we talk about female equality. We as women will never be equal if we don't supply these women with access to safe products because they can't reach their fullest potential. They can't go to work. They can't do certain things. The girls can't go to school. They can't do after school programs, whatever it is. Mm. And so that really hit home of like, as we looked at the umbrella of like, what are the core values of what we're going to build? It was better for you, which is the transparency, better for the planet and then better for others. Wow. That is really, it's so amazing and inspiring to hear not only like where you started and what you decided that wasn't right for you and that you weren't aligned and you weren't with your value set, but then to really come up with something meaningful. I mean, beyond it's purpose-driven and right now, so much of what is going on in any category for brands is around purpose-driven. It's like the key thing, but especially this new generation, they want to be attached to something that means something, not just big box, beauty retailer, whatever it might be. (laughs) Um, So, so when you stop to actually look back, that was three years ago, four years ago. So we, we started, we founded business in 2018 and then officially started January of 2019. Yeah. So when you look back to those times and you were still really transitioning out of, Oh yeah the work, I mean, corporate world, right? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. We had a lot of bad baggage like that we took with us. We're like, there are many times we're like, oh, what are we doing? Like, stop it. <laughs> yeah. And we well, had to check each other. that you actually, but it's nice that you have one another that you can actually look to each other and say, oh, we know this pattern. What are we doing? You know? Yeah. So, so yeah. looking back on like two years ago, would you say to yourself, you know, what would have happened if I said no? So I love this question. So, you know, I think the reality is that first year was probably the hardest year for me because I was so in love with the idea and I was so in love with what we were building. But that first year leaving, I had to check my ego. And here was a woman who was driven by her career. Like my career really did drive me. 
And so all of a sudden, uh, you know, I was at the height of my career and I've made this decision to step down. I had to, which was super powerful to where I'm at now and how much more, you know, I'm already, always a confident woman, but this was a point where I, it just shifted me mentally as well, because it really reset what was important to me. Mm-hmm. But that first year, like there were so many times I had to constantly like be like, uh, just really, I, I, I grappled with it. I was fighting with myself and I had to get the story out of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I would see, like, I'd get recruiters to call me and I get this and all these things. And I was like, my head was swirling. Cause they're like, you can come back in and you can make this big, huge salary versus like what I'm making right now. Like it yeah. was this, all these things that were like, oh my God, like, what do I do? And it finally came to a point too. And I think also both Simon and myself, we had to work through a lot mm-hmm. because, here we were brand new working together, like, cause like it just, all these, all these aspects of the two of us settling into being co-founders together. And we got into just, it really was it. The turning point for us was the business was all actually not that we were going to, we could have almost folded Mm -hmm. and we made a decision together. And what happened was this goes back to our environmental issue was we started out with our business with cardboard applicators and we're like, we're going to change the world. Everyone's going to go after cardboard. Nobody's changing to cardboard applicators. Like it's not happening. They're like, And so, yeah. So, so, but in our minds, we're like, listen, everyone's using their steel straws. Like this whole, it's not happening. So, but that's how we started the business. Like our first year of product was cardboard applicator. Like we're like, oh my God. Like now we look back and we're like, what were we thinking? But one of the things remain true to the environmental thing well and that was what we did so that is what so what what would happen is we could have easily then jumped in and we knew immediately as we started to like really get the feedback from our customers like they just wanted plastic Mm -hmm. and we're like oh my god we can't do that to like this is part of our belief system Mm -hmm. we cannot go to plastic and so we did a ton of work with our manufacturer and they had they they were in the process of creating a plant-based applicator and we're like we're in Mm-hmm. this is it. This is going to be what we're going to do in order to make this successful. So it was this turning point for us together, making this decision. Like we could have gone plastic. Like that's where the rest of organic tampons are. Is they're in plastic? And we're like, no, we're going to actually really make sure that this is the right product for the quality of what it is, but also for the environmental piece. And so that was the, the road that we made. And so, you know, I think when I look back to all of this, like would I, you know, if I had said no, I'm so grateful that I did not Mm -hmm. um, because there were definitely those moments of like that, that one year, that first year of like, what the hell am I doing? Mm -hmm. And it's all of a sudden you go from a team of a hundred people underneath you, you know, and here we are, it's the two of us. Mm -hmm. We're figuring everything out. But I think what happened is we grew so much in that first year. We were learning again, again, we were curious, we were meeting amazing people and connecting on a level that was so much different than we'd ever done before. And that's what's just, it can t- every day. I was like, my bucket is being, it's like overflowing. I love that. Yeah. And, and that, that was really that turning point. I think for both of us, that we're like, we're in this, like, we got this and we're just going to keep going. Yeah. It sounds like, um, the desire to succeed with the inspiration that you had, um, was one of the things that really pushed you forward to continue and working through some of the communication Mm -hmm. issues and early challenges Mm -hmm. ends up being such a blessing to look back on. Mm -hmm. Um, There's something I want to touch on because it's pretty rare that you have, I mean, for me at least thus far to have somebody that's been at your level in the corporate world and 
that that they don't many people that have been at your level in the corporate world either get to that very next level that's like i guess the end mm-hmm. all that's the number 10 right mm-hmm. the 10 and yep. you know then they basically um <laughs> just take their package and retire right and for the most part especially yep. a woman and yep. um so I want to, I would love for you, because I think women that left in that middle management standpoint, standpoint for children, yep. uh, or not even for children, but then had to make the choice, is this the life that I want to live? Mm-hmm. Um, and we're really looking up to somebody like you, right? Who yeah. had children, but like you said, you were living for your career. That was, yeah, that was it. So what would you say, because I think it's interesting, I, you know, I coach so many women that mm-hmm. are at that level at, or were at that level, what, you know, that constantly replay the story. Well, what if I would have just stayed like that woman, she ended up dead. Yes. I said, you know, it, you can't compare yourself to that woman. That woman made a choice too. Her choice yep. was different. And so maybe you're here, but look, you're building this. So what would you say to put that woman at ease that life isn't necessarily easier? It's, you know what, I think, think whether it's at the age that I'm at also, all of my priorities and also all of my, you know, wants and needs have changed so much. Part of it is, is because of this change in my career. I've, I'm so unbelievably, I'm so much more fulfilled than I ever was before. Um, But I think, you know, for people who at all different levels, you know, I think take the risk and the risk can be really scary. Mm -hmm. Um, And some people just aren't, it's not ingrained in them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I learned my risk taking early on in life. Um, and I, I credit a lot to my parents of like more than pushing me and making me believe that I could do things. But, you know, I think for, for women who may be looking to make a change, one, I would definitely say explore. Don't just, you know, mine was, mine wasn't a, like, wasn't was a little rash, but it wasn't. It was something we'd thought about over time, but explore I what it is. Like, you, what's, what is rash? I said, I didn't live it with you, but oh, it oh, yeah. sounds like you were replaying the story for a while before you made the decision. Yes. No, I definitely like, yes, we were just like trying to figure out what we were going to do, but you know, I think that for women, there's a, it's scary. We're, we're, it, you know, we're balancing so many different things. So we're balancing family, we're balancing friends, we're balancing like the, the careers and in what we all have to figure out is what, what becomes the priority in there? Um, and so, yes, for me, my career was, was definitely that piece. And my family is super important to me. Um, what has happened now though, is I feel more centered. Mm. I felt so off balance all the time before. Mm. And in this, in startup world, like, listen, you're working, it's part of your, it's like, it becomes part of your life. Um, and you find the times like, look before I never had breakfast with my kids and I never had lunch with my kids and I never had dinner with kids, like never, ever, ever, like barely was able to put them to bed. I get to do all of that now. Mm. And so I am part of like picking up from school and like, I do get to do those things, but like working a lot, but I think it's becomes this moment for women at different stages of their lives when one, you can, I mean, mine was, yes, I could have kept going up and kept doing to what you said, 
but I didn't feel fulfilled. Mm. And that became more important to me than the paycheck. And that became more important to me than the title, um, you know, title in these big companies. And that, those are questions that people have to ask themselves. Like what becomes important to you? And I have so much tremendous respect for peers of mine who are still going up and doing that because that's what fulfills them. Mm-hmm. And, and thank for God, me, and thank it, God it was, I was missing elements of. There's a delay yeah. in our Zoom. <laughs> you know, I was missing elements. Of, oh yeah, there is right. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, no, but I was missing elements of, of just learning again and being curious and, um, and doing things just differently. And I think that was the bigger part is what, what is happening in the workforce right now and what women can actually do is they can recreate themselves. And there's a lot of power in that. And you're seeing it, you're seeing it every day. And the unfortunate thing is so many women because of COVID have had to leave the workforce, but I do envision there this, this, like this surge again of women coming back into the workforce, um, you know, in the next couple of years. Time than other years. I feel like other, other decades when women left the workforce, they sort of settled. And I feel like yes. what you're saying is there's a research, they're going to figure it out, but it's like, we have to stay the course, you know? Yes. We got to get, we got to get past through. This is like, this is a very difficult time for so many people. Um, but I do think that, I think that the thing that I hope that women can see is that you can recreate your story. And I don't even want to say recreate because I'm not recreating. I'm actually at a different stage of my story. And you know, I'm, I'm at a point where what's great is that I had an amazing foundation. So for me coming in and starting a business was I had a lot of skills that I could apply to it and think, you know, how to build this. Um, but you can, you can start over. Yes. Um, and there's scary things. My number one advice to anybody, anybody who wants to like do something like this and start over is find your cohort of people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Who are the women around you? And it can be men as well, but like, who are the people around you that are going to support you that are also going to be tough, that are going to put the mirror up in front of you and say like, Hey, not a good decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but you becomes your sounding board. Um, and then also who are going to cheer you on. Like you need those cheerleaders to be like, you got this, like you go like, and that I think for both my cousin, both Lyme and I, like that was the best part. We had an amazing cohort around us. And so that was the piece where like, we got this, we're good. Like we're going. Um, yeah. And I, I find that like, to your point about being an entrepreneur and having your cohort or your network or whatever it is that you can look back on your community, you know, is that the difference is when you're an entrepreneur versus the corporate world is that you really know that those people that are surrounding you when you're an entrepreneur are your community. Like yes. they are surrounding you and there's no doubt. Like you're like, oh, those people are there for me. They get it, you know? Um, I think that's a really great point. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, I agree with you, whether it be, I don't know that it's starting over, but maybe it's using the skills that you have just like we both did mm-hmm. and, and, and re-engaging. Like that's what I hear mm-hmm. about both of us in different stages of our life. Yeah. We both re-engaged. Like we were like, yeah, we could do this, but is this mm-hmm. what I meant to do? Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, So what would you say is like some of the 
priorities right now for top and you know, where you see going. I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of really exciting things happening yeah. and, and I'm just so grateful to be a part of it and see your journey grow. Oh, thank you. Transition thank you, all thank my you. products. I know. <laughs> I mean, at least for my kids. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. No, it, you know, we are at this incredible inflection point and, you know, I think that's exciting to see at, at this stage of the business where we're at. Um, you know, a couple of things for us, you know, we started this because we're moms and we started this because of our daughters. And so really what we're hoping to be able to do is at the end of the day, we've got to figure out how we can help change this conversation. And part of it is, is that us as moms, we're part of the issue of the conversation because so many women of the Gen X um, generation, they were the ones that this was like a taboo topic, like everything between menstrual health, sexual health, like mental health, all of it. And so our goal, what we really want to do is, so yes, we're going to provide you with a kick-ass product. Like that's our number one goal. But really at the end of the day, what we hope is that with women and, and with their daughters, or it may not just be your daughters, but women and these young, young girls, is that we can help guide and create a, a place and a community for a, the conversation to change and to create those conversation starters for women, our Gen X, with this younger generation, you know, this younger generation, they are, they're going to change the world. And so we have to make them comfortable because if, if, if we think about the women's health in, in total from, you know, birth all the way to, to death is if we can teach these young women to become advocates and empower them around what they need to know about women's health, when they get their first period, they, the longevity and what the, the impact that that could have on them you know, it's, it's incredible. I just, what we, what we see every day is that I take myself and, you know, we take many women of our age. We didn't really take, take control of our health until we had kids. Absolutely. And so you missed this gap. And I look at all the friends around me that infertility issues, all of these issues, whether the infertility is because the toxins we're putting in our body, all of these things. But if they knew that they had endometriosis or they knew that PCOS or some of these other things that around their women's health, if they could have managed that and known that it wasn't right and that there was something wrong, then would that have then at least alleviated some of the issues they may have had later? And so what we really like, the goal is, again, provide amazing product, but let's really teach these young women to take control and be advocates for not just their menstrual health. This is your menstrual, your physical, your sexual, your, your you know, everything, spiritual, everything, because they're ready to talk about it. Yes. We have to be comfortable with talking about it. So how do you, how do you do that? How do you bridge the gap? Like where's yeah. the, where's the loose loophole that we haven't closed? Is it beyond the fact that well, NX is, is some of them are very close to having that conversation. I mean, I'm not, but, and what's, although well, my what's, daughter, no, no, it's okay. Me. Neither way. Yes. Well, that's, that's but that's okay. Point. Like let them, but I think the bigger part, I think there's two parts. Like what we need to do is we need to create forums and places for women to be able to come and talk about this. Um, I was just on a, this past, this past week on a, a clubhouse panel. Um, and it I was, was actually going to ask you if you're on clubhouse. Oh my God. Yeah. It was amazing. And it's what it did was it created an entire series. We have an entire series for the next two months really on this topic around women's health because what came in was, was, was like, we planned for just one, it was an hour and 45 minutes and the topic went everywhere. And uh, so it really it. hit the spectrum of starting with their first periods. It talked about, you know, miscarriage. It talked about like postpartum, like uh, menopause, like everything. All the and, topics. Exactly. 
And so, so what it, we've we've got a one. I mean, we're big believers. Fine is hysterical. Like you got to bring a little levity into this conversation. So how do you bring some levity into it so it's not so taboo and like oh my god I'm so uncomfortable and just make it normal. And so we're really working. I don't have an answer today, but that's the piece that we're working on. So we what recognize is the, what is the house called? What is the room called in Clubhouse? Not everybody what? knows what Clubhouse is. Is it's a oh, brand new yes. uh, platform where I kind of call it like podcasts meet like conferences. It yes, it, it okay. is. It allows you to be like on panels. Um, you know, you're not on video. It's all just it's all through um, through your phone. Um, and it really allows you to connect and network and and have these forums to have all different types of discussions. I mean, it's unbelievable the discussions that are had on there. I try to stay very focused just to the women's health ones because you could get lost. It yes, could, it's very. like the wild west. It's the wild west in some in yes. some 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 areas. Um, but no, honestly. You know, it's called Women's Health. I forget actually what the title of the, the panel is, um, but we are creating this, this young woman, she moderated it and she got all these incredible women. We've got doctors on the panel. We've got actually a sex expert on the panel. We've got our, myself, two That's investors. Um, so it's been, um, it's been, it's been interesting because it, what it did is it also just, it set in me that holy moly, this opportunity is massive. Women are craving this. Yes. And we have to figure out what does it look like? You know, how does it, and that's where this has been incredible. It's like in be, being able to talk with all these other women who are interested in, and, and are doing things in a small way. How do we bring this together and really like amplify this message? And I think that's the piece of like, that's what we're hoping to start to continue to, to build. What I love about it is that it's so grassroots. And so there's such a huge opportunity here. Um, similar, we've had the conversation around like beauty counter and stuff and yeah. how, she has all these <clears throat> microcosms of communities like Amazing. that are like yeah. cultish uh, followings around clean beauty. And it's very yes. similar to that. Um, and this is yet an extension that needs to be exploited that more people need to be following into, you know, yeah. um, clean and organic, like feminine care yeah. products. And, yeah. and I do think it, it begs for like amazing conversations with young and older, like it's yes. a little harder to educate the older and change mm -hmm. their behaviors, mm -hmm. but changing mm -hmm. behaviors are beautiful ways of uh, opening new opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's the one big piece. The other big thing is we've got a lot of stuff going on on retail, um, which has been exciting. So we're about to launch with Sprouts. Um, so that will be Very huge cool. for us, just yeah. a huge footprint for us. Um, and we're about to launch very, very quickly is um, we're launching with, uh, with Target as well. Oh. And the reason Target is bringing us in is for our first period box, because, because who we are focused on and who the Target, they call them the guest, the Target guest is about the mom and daughter. Like you think about it, all moms and daughters are all going to Target. They're like having you know, shopping trips. Everybody does. Like, especially in my, my cousin jokes all the time. She's like, Josie, like, in the, the only place we've gone in COVID is Target. Like that's it. That's our shopping experience. And so it re, it just it resonated so much with the buyer there. Um, and she really like, she was like, oh my goodness, like I need this for my consumer. So, so. tell me what the period box is. So that, yes. you know, like, cause I, I've been on your website and I've seen it, but I want yeah. more about yep. it. Yep. So we, it's the first period box. There's actually a couple other brands have, have them out there, but we call it our top, our box of confidence. Um, and for us, it's really allowing this young preteen to go and explore and try. And like, it's really like open up, unwrap, and it starts the conversation. Look, the box itself is not about, it doesn't go into crazy depth about puberty and all this. What it is, it's the first exploration. Yeah. 
because then what it does is then it does take you, we, we've partnered with um, an organization called Girlology, which is amazing. They're an incredible resource. It's founded by two doctors and they're both moms as well, um, pediatricians. And they created this because they kept having moms and, and in coming for doctor's visits, moms coming in and being like, I have questions about this, 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 this. And so it really spans from preteen all the way to almost drop to college. So it really talks about, you know, puberty and period. And then it goes into like, you know, sexual health and also mental health and getting into drugs and all different aspects of what's going to happen to a teen. Um, and so we partner with them, which is amazing. And so they have, um, what's great is that they have this incredible ebook. Um, and so within this box of confidence. You have all the product, you've got this amazing little pouch, and then you also have access to, um, to them as well. Um, so it really gives you the, the tactical piece of the product, but then it also gives you the resource of the knowledge and the education and the tools. Yeah. Cause I feel like that is such a, you know, I mean, I know things have changed quite a bit. I mean, kids, you know, girls get educated way earlier because mm-hmm. obviously periods are coming a lot earlier, but yeah. however, I feel like once it actually happens, because I think about how much time my children's, my children got educated yep. uh, about getting their period. And we even explored like, a, you know, at least a year before, like on yep. wetting the tampons and the different things. Yes. Yep. But the reality is, is that when it actually happened, it was like all that information went out the window. And mm-hmm. so having a resource like yourself or like virology yep. is like so important to this process. Yeah. Because I feel like as you're talking about being on that club clubhouse like room and everything like that, it's a constant education. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. end, you know, no. until your period ends. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And yes. even then you're still educating yourself. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah, well, no, so yeah. that is amazing uh, for us to learn about. So, so we know about the target um, opportunity. We know that mm-hmm. there is a period box. And yep. then what was the uh, thing just before that, that you were talking about? Sprouts. We have sprout. We were launching in sprouts. Um, and then we've got it. We've got a handful. Like in total, we're about in a thousand stores, but what we love about sprouts is we recognize that, you know, our consumer definitely is that one who mindset wise is she, she's leads a little bit more towards this natural and organic lifestyle. And so to be able to then go into that footprint um, is incredible. And it's all 400 stores. So it's really spanning, you know, from East, East coast to West coast. Um, and we see our footprint, it sells everywhere. So between our own website, as well as Amazon and a couple of other websites, we sell in, we've sell in every 50 states in all 50 states. So how are you advertising? Cause that's always so, a question for entrepreneurs. Like if they're yeah. is it, worth you know what? so, so much of what we've done so far is actually been very organic. So we recognize early, we bootstrapped this business. So in the beginning we bootstrapped, we raised a million dollars last year and right now we're in the midst of, of raising again. Um, and, you know, really for us is we recognize the fact like the cost of acquisition for customer acquisition is enormous for these direct to consumer businesses. And more important to us was getting out into retail. This is again, what we knew from our, our previous lives was the diversity of distribution is, was the most important thing. Exactly. And we knew we were going to be out there and that's where, and then, you know, we have COVID fallen in the middle of all of this, but just the customer it. purchases her, her feminine care. She buys it in stores. Like that's 85% of the consumers buy them still in stores. So that was the road that we always knew. So really, as we started to work through like our dollars and cents, like it didn't go crazy into advertising. What we're about to do is a very large influencer campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, because we do feel like I go to like these beauty counter ladies and I think about them of like the influence of like what their word of mouth mouth um, and their, what they're going to share. Like you listen, 
And Absolutely. so that's really where we're going to start to build. And then we're going to go into advertising. We've got, we've got, you know, we've got a whole plan coming up. Um, but really up to this point, a lot of it was just like, we built it through, through this word of mouth and just our story. Wow. Well, that it's a, it's inspiring. And it's, it, it says a lot to a woman who's just starting, trying to start off that yeah. you don't need a lot. Sometimes it is the idea. No. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and all you need is Danielle. Yeah, to know. No, but what it is is no, but what it is. I mean, listen, listen, listen. No, seriously. It's what I said earlier. It's hard work. It's persistence. Um, You know, I think you also have to just really recognize early on, like you're going to take, you know, two steps forward and you're going to take five steps back and you've got to just persevere through that. Um, And it's patience. That's really hard for a lot of people. Like you want to see it successful tomorrow. And that took us, that was probably actually that first year too. We were like, oh my God, why isn't this happening? Like right away. Like it it just, there's patience. Yes, exactly. So there's just that, that patience piece too, which is, I would probably say is probably one of the most important things um, in those early stages of the business. Um, So, yeah. Well, I am so grateful for the time that we had Thank today, you. and I uh, am a big fan of yours. And your Thank presence. you. I'm going to yes. Thank you. She's yeah. a, you. You would a lover, 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 <laughs> lover. And I look forward to continuing to see your journey and seeing the growth of you guys. Thank and you. you know, I will always support you. So thank you. Um, I just wanted you to leave people with your Instagram and yep. or anywhere where they absolutely, can absolutely. Yep. So definitely follow us, um, you know, follow us on Instagram. Um, we're top organic project and follow us on Facebook. We also have TikTok. We're about to launch Pinterest. Um, so TikTok is actually fun I love because it's one of the young women who works with us. Um, she just graduated from college and she dresses up in our, t- our tampon costumes. That's oh actually God, one thing you should that. hear. She, and that's how she does. Like it's hysterical. So that's actually was one of the other things that changed our business was my cousin dressing up in the tampon costume. But, um, follow us all, all throughout those. You can also on LinkedIn as well. Um, and our website is toporganicproject.com. Um, and you know, you can definitely wear Amazon, we're FSA store. Um, and then you'll, you'll, you heard about uh, where we're about to go. Well, so we lots will of good stuff for you and target and sprouts for sure. And I'm oh, sure many more retailers. Oh, and, and also where you are, um, we're in air one. Oh, good. Oh, perfect. Yeah. We're in all the air ones. I yep. just, yeah, I, we don't need to get into that. I was going to say, I just yes. need somebody from there. Anyways, um, so it was actually such a pleasure. And I, again, so thank wonderful. you so much. And I look forward to the journey and us continuing to build our relationship. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Oh, I'm grateful. All right.